What's up, everybody? I'm Patchouli420. This will be my introduction to the podcast of what it is it's going to be about. Now, it's going to be both like ministry, knowledge, and just to help people gain an open perspective, an open mind of the benefits and the blessing that cannabis is. And each segment is going to feature something different. Now, I'm going to go on and give you a scripture to think about and remember. And, yeah, I mean, you know, what, what I don't understand is, is people's, perspective or stereotype on a person that smokes cannabis and judging another person based on how they want to live their life. To me, smoking cannabis helps me fuel inspiration for writing music, for even if it's just me just being passionate on what it is I'm discussing or if I'm playing my guitar writing songs or even just having an open discussion with everybody now here's the scripture it says in Genesis chapter 1 verse 29 and God said behold I have given you every herb bearing seed which is upon the face of all the earth in every tree in the which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed to you it shall be for meat you can take that scripture and interpret it however you want now I'm reading out of the King James Version that's translated out of the original tongues versus most churches nowadays are reading out of whether it be the Revised Standard Version, the New Living Translation, the New International Version, or just a plain old English version. Me, for me, reading out of the King James Version helps me get a better understanding. Um, I'm lighting up a cigarette, by the way. Mm. Reading out of the King James Version, I didn't start reading out of the King James Version until I got older, and I'll be 30 next year. I always read, when I was a teenager, I always read out of an English uh, version of the youth Bible that the church I went to, uh, the uh, bass player of the worship group, who eventually became like a father figure to me, gave me a Bible, and when I ended up in jail for aggravated assault with a, with a deadly weapon with intent to kill, he was one of the first people to come and visit me in the Clayton County Jail in, in Georgia. And, and I wish I could find him I wish I could track him down on Facebook I've done tried and with no luck 
to avail with no luck. You know, I think God put him in my life to wake me up and to show me that there is good Christians out there, that there's that they're not all bad, they're not all closed-minded as what most might think. And I, I, miss, I miss Dewey terribly. He actually taught me one of the worship songs in the in the youth group. He taught he taught it to me on bass, and to this day, I still remember every bass note to that song. And sometimes when I have a bass, I will literally just sit there and play it because it was a very good song that really touched me. And it was called, We Give Ourselves to You. And I think it was the youth minister's wife that actually wrote the song herself. And, you know, I still think back sometimes to that church and just wish I could go back, you know, but I, I can't. I'm not, I'm not a teenager anymore, even though in my mind I'm, mentally I'm probably got the mind of a teenager trapped inside a 30-year-old man's body. And, you know, it's just, it's always good, you know, to have good memories about people that you met in church. And it, I just one day wish I could just go to that church and just visit, you know, and just, you know, see how everybody's doing, seeing if some of the same ministers and deacons are there that were there when I was there. Have I, would the uh, father figure, uh, the bass player of the youth, youth worship group um, still be there? Quite honestly, I don't, I don't think so. I even tried once calling his old job several years, a couple of years ago, and could not track him down. Tried calling his old number, I think, matter of fact, too. Could not find him. So, with that, you know, cherish the ones who truly do care about you. Never take Never take life for granted. Never take the blessings that God puts in front of you. Never take them for granted. Because in the end, whether it be a gift in music, uh, playing guitar, drums, bass, writing music, your vocals, um, your family that really cares about you, your friends that have stuck by you through it all. And I could go on about my brother. thats He's not even my blood brother. hes I've known him since, since we were both 13 years old. And he, matter of fact, just turned 29 this year. I'm older than him by a few months. Met him when I was... 13 years old in occupational therapy in uh, Riverdale, Georgia. And I tell you, I'm so blessed to have a friend like him. You know, he, he's not even a, he's not even my best friend anymore. He's my brother. We address each other as brothers. 
you know, he calls me brother or he calls me by my name or he calls me fart knocker because we got a really, really weird and South Park family guy type sense of humor. But, you know, when it, come, when it comes down to it, at the end of the day, we're brothers. And, yeah, you know, true friends don't have to call you every week every day, every month. Several months could go by when y'all finally do talk to each other. It's like you just spoke yesterday or you just spoke to each other the hour before, whether it be on Facebook or text messaging or phone call. It'll be just like you just spoke then. That's what a real friend is. And, you know... He grew up in a very, very Christian family. I love his mom and I love his dad like they're, like they're my own parents. And I, and I swear to you, dude, I wouldn't trade those people for any, any people in the world. Hell, even, even my brother and his parents came and visited me when I, was, when I got locked up for the first time when I was 18. They came to visit me. Keith came to visit me. His his mom and dad came to visit me. And those are real friends. And, you know, yeah, I think their opinion probably might be a little, you know, might be a little different about me because, you know, I've gotten older. I've gotten real menacing and intimidating appearance. And I've messed up a lot. I've made a lot of mistakes. You know, I've been locked up four times. I've been to prison once. And, you know, sometimes, you know, people will eventually, they won't get, they won't necessarily give up on you or stop talking to you. But what they're going to do is distance themselves from you and not speak to you. And they will put you in God's hands and let God take care of you let him wake you up and when you finally do wake up you know you'll finally see what it is you'll finally see what it is of the lesson that they and including God will actually uh, be teaching you like me and my brother. We, we've been through some hardships. Heck, I think even me and him almost been in a fist fight before. And I remember one day, we, one summer, we went on vacation together. Me, him, and his parents, we went to, I think it was, or, I think it was a Disney World in Orlando, Florida. Me and him got into it on the way on the way back from there, and that argument, my anger, it just it wasn't pretty. I didn't get physical. I didn't put my hands on anybody. I just had a bad day. 
15, you know, what can I do? I was 15 years old, and I think I was 15 or 16, and I don't know. I don't even know how to describe that day. I don't even know how to really describe my childhood as a whole. I'll tell that story. I'll tell that story one day. And, you know, one day I might open, uh, well, not might, I'm going to open up a open discussion in various segments. This is one, this segment is the tutorial of the podcast and me telling you a little bit about me. And at some point when... I can get my computer set up on a good Wi-Fi connection. I'm going to uh, think I might set my computer up to where I can hold the podcast on there and leave the phone open for like maybe music, uh, for an intro, or for even a phone call if anybody you know, wants to call in and, you know, just talk to me, you know, and if you got something, if you got a burning desire that you want to talk about, whether it be spiritual advice, life advice, because I can tell y'all, I might only be 30 next year, but I believe, I think, I personally believe within my heart that I can help turn somebody's life around. Am I still rebellious and out of control? Of course I am. You know, I'm not going to sit here and deny that. I'm not going to sit here and deny that I don't like authority. There is but one authority that I really... that I, <laughs> I'm not even going to say that, you know, because I barely follow... Uh, I think personally I barely follow God's authority. But in all honesty though, I try, I'm, I'm trying now to be as honest as I can be. I'm trying to, if my mom was to come here and, and find my uh, weed pipe, Marley, and ask, and and smell it and find the baggies that I still got from when I had some really good uh, bud and ask me, oh, have you been smoking weed? I would probably say it ain't no secret. I don't hide the fact that I smoke weed because I have my reasons for why I do it. And the primary reason is because I love it. I love smoking weed. I've smoked some good green within the last 10 years. And when I went out to Vegas, I actually smoked some even really good green. Whether it be <coughs> Sour Diesel, uh, Deadhead OG, Guava Kim, AMG 17, uh, Strawberry Cough, Northern Lights, Chernobyl, I think also, and another one called White Widow. And then when I got back to Georgia, 
recently I actually smoked some called uh, Sunset Sherbert. That was gone in two days. Then I had a gram of another strain. I can't remember what the name of it was, but it was good. And I will tell y'all, there ain't nothing wrong with smoking weed. If, peop if people say marijuana makes them paranoid how it could, I don't know. I mean, if it's making if it's making you uber super paranoid, then it must be some really good stuff. I've I've had to cut off some friends that are that just don't like the fact that I drink and smoke weed, and with the fact that I also take I have to take prescription mental health medication, and uh, they keep saying that my uh, with my mental health issues, I shouldn't be drinking, I shouldn't be smoking weed, blah, 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 blah. All that, man, y'all don't even know me. Y'all, they don't even know me. They don't know how drinking affects me. They don't know how smoking weed affects me. Matter of fact, one of their friends, is, I think he's actually very, very 420 friendly. And I told him in the video chat, I said, man, I'll smoke a bowl with you. You know, and there is nothing wrong with smoking weed. And I just gave y'all kind of towards the middle to this part of the segment, the beginning of the podcast, I gave y'all a, a biblical reference to weed. Does the Bible specifically say marijuana, THC, or any of that? No, it don't. And I got the scripture right here in Genesis chapter 1, verse 29. I gave y'all a biblical reference to an herb, to the herb bearing seeds that is on the face of the earth. And it blatantly told you that God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in the which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed to you it shall be for me and I and I told y'all y'all can interpret that however you want everybody is entitled to their own opinions I give them that but where I have the problem with it is when somebody tries to condemn you or me or anybody else for smoking cannabis it is a herb-bearing seed coming from a pot plant, the marijuana plant. The THC is the psychoactive part of it, and the CBD is the non-psychoactive part of it. And there is a certain strains that have a higher THC content and a very little CBD content. Like, for instance, if I'm not mistaken, when I had... When I tried sour diesel, and I think it's, I can't, it's not an indica. I don't think it's a hybrid. Actually, then again, I think it is. It's, a, I think it's either, it, it actually is a sativa, matter of fact. And I think the THC content was like 29% or 30%. 
and it was good. It was some really, really, really good bud. And I'll tell you, I had a field day with that. And there were times where I would take Northern Lights, Chernobyl, and Sour Diesel and mix it all at the same time into one joint or one blunt or, or a cocktail bowl is what I like to call it, where you mix a few different strains together and you smoke it. And <laughs> that was an interesting day. That was a very, very interesting day. I will tell you that. And, you know, if you are really strong in your faith and you have a very close relationship with God, Christ, you know, if your faith is strong and people want to condemn you for whether you're LGBT, or if you're a cannabis uh, consumer, or a cannabis supporter, an LGBT supporter, or you're, or you're part of the LGBT yourself. If you're gay, lesbian, bi, or transgender, and people want to condemn you for who you are, Take a specific scripture in the Bible, two matter of fact, one being Matthew chapter 7, and then the other one where Jesus said in his own words, for everyone to love their neighbor as they love themselves, for Christ has loved us. That tells you right there that God loved you so much that he gave his one and only son. And if you believe in him, you should not perish, but have everlasting life. And that's the beautiful thing about the Bible. The church, to me, takes it very... Now, however, I do agree, you've got to take the Bible very literally. But at the end of the day... When service is over and you go home and you have your own personal alone time with God, Christ, that's your sacred moment with our loving creator. Because God loves you as you are. And God said, come as you are. Like, for instance, if you're if you don't have a relationship with God already, being that God says, come as you are, that blatantly tells you you can be naked as a jaybird and still get down on your knees and pray to him for your salvation and for him to help you change your ways. That's the beautiful thing about it. And every time I've been to church on at a Atlanta West Pentecostal Church on Skyview in Lithia Springs, Georgia, I the worst habit that people had with me was telling me to take my hat off. I don't like to I don't want to take my hat off unless I want to. If the Bible doesn't say something about me wearing a hat in in a church, then leave me alone about it. And it's always somebody in the congregation telling me to take my hat off. 
who are they to tell me how to dress to come to church? The church today has gotten so materialistic. They are losing sight of what the mission of the church actually is. To gain souls for the coming tribulations, the trials, the rapture. And, you know, they're losing they're losing sight of it. They, you got televangelists that want multi-million dollar planes that, you know, their congregations are mega churches. And that might actually be a segment one day of me speaking the truth about some of these televangelists. Now, there is probably maybe one, one of them I have the utmost respect for. It's just the more I dig about him, you know, and find these uh, videos on YouTube about him where he's literally saying, you know, if we, if I pray, if I pray to God for uh, a million dollar airplane and God wills it, he will give it to me. Why do you feel like you need a multi-million dollar plane to get to and fro? Then you got some mega churches like, I'll, I'll speak on that another day. Not, not today. Matter of fact, I might actually speak on it tonight. At some point, maybe around, maybe around 10 o'clock or midnight because I'm usually up late. So I'm going to go in and get off here and prepare something. I might not. I don't even write my podcast out. I don't even write them. I just speak whatever's on my mind. Yeah, that's that's what I'm going to do. So with, with that being said, y'all, before you go to bed tonight and you read your Bible and you get ready to say your prayers before bed, say your prayers before dinner or after dinner or... You hold a little Bible study in your house with your children, your wife, your your boyfriend, your girlfriend, fiance, whatever. Think to yourself of the blessings that God has given you. Whether it be art, music, or whatever it is you're passionate about. Because Psalm 37 verse 4 states... And I don't even have the, I, I have my Bible in front of me, but I'm not even, I don't even have it open. I just, if I remember correctly, the scripture goes like this. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. If you, all you really got to do is your best in life. That's really all you got to do. Is your relationship with God going to be perfect? Is my relationship with God perfect? No, it's not. My relationship with Him is not perfect. I'm a rebellious person, and I always will be. Because, quite honestly, I don't care what any earthly human 
thinks of me anymore. And I proclaim that right now. I don't care. All that matters to me is what my Savior thinks about me. That's all that really matters. God loves me as I am. Do I have to work on certain things? Yes. I cuss like a sailor. I say the F word a thousand times in one minute. I I will admit, you know, I'm trying. I have, I think I've developed a problem with one of the medications I just uh, got done with. I don't, I got to get my prescription filled. And I, quite honestly, I've developed a problem with them. I admit that. And when I was, I think, I can't remember if I was watching stuff on YouTube or I was watching specific movies. And, you know, I just sat and I thought, maybe I do have an addiction to them. Maybe I do. And then I sat and I thought about my grandmother while I was thinking about it. And it was my ex-boyfriend that actually pointed it out to me that supposedly I'm a drug addict. I don't think I am. I just I don't I don't know. But the more I sat and I thought about it, you know, maybe he's right. Maybe I do have a a problem with one of my prescription medications. I don't like having to take medication, quite honestly. I would rather smoke cannabis because to me it's more effective than any of my medications. You know, but I also know why I'm supposed to take them in the first place. Because over, over the period of years, I've noticed when I go long periods of time without taking my medication, bad things happen people get hurt, people get injured, and I get outrageously out of control. But now I'm getting I'm getting old I'm getting older, I'm becoming more mellow. I'm getting to the point where I'm not gonna tolerate drama. I don't like negativity. I I try to avoid it as much as possible. So what do I do? I keep my friend circle small and talk to a select few of people that I choose to talk to. And I talk to certain people in my in my family, even though my relationship with my family is kind of strained, to be honest with you. You know, I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat it. I struggle with addiction just like everybody else does. Maybe not everybody else, but whoever. If you gotta, if you struggle with addiction, it's not too late to work on it to give it up. And you know, if if you can kick it cold turkey, hey, do it. You know, if smoking cannabis, you know, helps you, even though you just like smoking it all together like I do, 
But I've also noticed when I do smoke cannabis, I'm in a very peaceful state of mind. I'm super mellow. I don't feel no physical or emotional pain. I'm more creative. I'm, I can play my guitar better when I'm stoned. And I can even, I can hold a very mellow conversation when I'm stoned, just like I, just like I am now. I've pretty much kicked that habit with one of those medications that the doctor prescribed me. Matter of fact, I'm probably just going to tell her to take me off that specific one, even though it helps calm my nerves. You know, but I'm probably just going to tell her to just take me off of it because I just, I, I can't do it no more. Addiction is not a pretty sight. It's really not. You can go through withdrawals, you can go through DTs, whatever that means, and you can... Sometimes people can die during the withdrawals, and then sometimes people can literally kick the habit altogether and never pick back up again. Now me, I'm one of the most mellow, one of the most mellow people you can meet. I just don't like getting mad. You know, generally, if people just leave me alone and just not, you know, bother me or bring that negativity towards me, you know, I'm cool. I'm Gucci, I'm cool with you. You know, but I'm gonna hold I'm gonna hold another segment one day on on addiction. I think the next one, which is the one I'll do tonight, will probably be an open discussion or exposing the church for what it really is today. And I'm probably going to get a lot of people hating me because of it, but I don't care. Say what you will. So with that being said, y'all, I want y'all to, I'm going to recite y'all a scripture. I don't even have my Bible open right now for this one. I've memorized it. Memorized it a long time ago, and I, and I blew a preacher's mind away with how many scriptures I could recite without opening the Bible. And the scripture pretty much goes like this. And this is something for y'all to really sit and marinate on and really just really think about it and analyze it, you know, because it's, it's just, it's a beautiful passage. John chapter 14, verse 1 through 6 states, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there ye may be also, and whither I go, ye know in the way ye know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me think about that and think about what it really means basically saying don't let your heart be troubled God's got your back Jesus has got your back man ain't nothing ain't nothing to worry about you know because in the end 
You get what I'm saying. It's it's an interesting thing to think about. You know, just think about it. With that being said, y'all, God bless. And God, thank you for our beautiful podcast. Thank you for helping me to open up to future generations to come. And I pray that many blessings be poured upon the earth and be poured upon my life and to help me overcome addiction and whoever else might be uh, going through addiction, Father. Thank you for all that you have done with it for us, Jesus. In your mighty and holy name, I pray. Amen. God bless you all.